This episode of Control Watch Elite is brought to you by GoToMeeting. Think about the time, money, and hassle it takes to hold a meeting. And then think about the solution, which is GoToMeeting. You can just meet your clients and coworkers online with GoToMeeting. It is the smarter way to meet. GoToMeeting makes it easy to meet with your team wherever you need to, wherever you are. Because with GoToMeeting, you can meet from any computer or mobile device without spending money on travel or spending time in traffic. You just turn on your webcam. It's in HD quality, and it's like being in the room. Everyone can see what your team is doing, and everyone can get on the same page and just get going. So try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. All you got to do is visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button. That is GoToMeeting.com. This episode of Control Alt Delete is also brought to you by Acronis. What would you do if all your files and applications are gone tomorrow? Well, you'd probably begin crying. But what you should have done is use Acronis. Your files, photos, and documents are probably worth more to you than your computer. Do you have a plan to backup and protect your files? So in honor of World Backup Day, which presumably is a day around this day, Acronis is offering a bonus license with a purchase of its award-winning Acronis True Image Backup Solution. Visit trueimage.com walt to learn about that deal. Hello, and welcome to Control-Walt-Delete, uh, the seventh iteration of the award-winning Verge podcast. <laughs> How's that? Uh, it's like last year, but it's a little bit better. Um, I, I know, it's dot seven. <laughs> dot seven. Uh, CWD dot seven. <laughs> I am Neil Patel. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Verge. I'm joined, as always, by my friend Walt Mossberg, the executive editor of The Verge and co-founder of Recode. Hey, Walt. How's it going, man? Uh, hey, Neil. It's, it's 83 degrees in March here in Washington. Yeah, it's... 77 in New York. I'm wearing I'm wearing a t-shirt to work today. I'm not I'm not I'm a, sitting here in a in a t-shirt myself. Yeah. Mine's a red mine's a Red Sox t-shirt. What's yours? Uh the same. I you know, I I like to let people believe I only own one black t-shirt. Um so I'm just wondering. Oh, uh, I know I know your black t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a stable. It's a go-to. Um you yeah. got to reduce your decision making surface area. You gotta, sort of like that was Steve Jobs' theory. Yeah, like, the president you know. only has like three suits. Right. Uh, yeah, and that's me. That I think of myself in the company. <laughs> well, I've, I've, the ma- I've many different uh, uh, Red Sox T-shirts and other New England teams because I'm a New England person. Yeah, uh, orig- originally, and then all my other T-shirts are like tech companies or <laughs> conference or conferences that I've done, things like that. You know, what's the real? So, so you're you're. I mean, you are the expert on high-end tech conferences. There's nobody knows better than you. Mm-hmm. What is the rule on conference swag? Do you wear the conference swag at the conference? Do you wear it after? What's the time? What's there an expiration date? Like I have a Rico duffel from like three years ago. Should I, can I still, can I still rock it? An attendee or, or the producer of the conference or what, or a speaker. Uh, I mean, let's go with attendee. That sort of speaks to the most people. I think as a producer, uh, you know, you I think, I think, um, I think most of the attendees, don't it's like 40 60 40 60 don't 40 do yeah. i don't know i've not just noticed that i mean we have good sw- our, our jackets and stuff <laughs> that we give out are pretty high quality yes they are uh and uh and our bags are also really good um and so uh you know i do see people wearing it um the bags are interesting i mean years later uh, i will see particular uh different because we do a different bag every year, mm-hmm. I will see bags from uh, eight years ago at the airport. Uh, somebody I'm not even sure who it is has it. You know, I right. mean, it's um, it's uh, depends. It depends on the utility of the thing, I guess. Yeah, I, I always just want it's the people that I see. You get to the conference, 
you know, you, you get your swag bag, there's like a t-shirt in it, and it, it, the code conference, a really great jacket. And then you like go back downstairs and people are already wearing the jackets and t-shirts. Yeah. I've, I've always wondered what, is there, you know, is that what you're I think supposed it's like, to do? It's like 40, no, we have no policy on that. <laughs> I think it's like 40, 40% yeah. of the people do it. But I will say that I recently realized looking at my own closet that um, the first line of my obit should be that I was a purveyor of peril <laughs> and fine traveling bags because that's basically duffel bags, you know, messenger bags, that kind of stuff. I, well, Me- you have my you have my word that I will try to make sure that you are a member as a purveyor of fine traveling bags. <laughs> and I, I know all of our listeners will begin will will, will begin the project of, of creating your image as such. That would actually it's be a great it. store. You know, if we if we just quit this all, we walked away from this media game. We just opened a store of really high end travel bags. I yeah, I, well, I that's think our, people be can that be our plan B? That's our plan. The problem is that we would find a way to start reviewing gadgets in that store. It would be a real, it would be a real issue. Our content well, marketing uh, strategy would be reviewing phones. This is my okay. sad attempt at a segue. Are you ready? All right, it gets a good. All right, it was it was well, like a three, but a three out of, a three, out of like yeah. twenty. But anyway, yeah. this week. Uh, big week in tech news and gadget news and the whole thing. Uh, Samsung put out the Galaxy S7. Uh, we saw it first at MWC a few weeks ago. Uh, but the U.S. models arrived for whatever insane reason, and we'll get into why it was for a particular bad choice. <laughs> Samsung gave people the Verizon version of the phone to review. Um, Dan Seifer did sort of the big blowout Verge review. Walt obviously reviewed the phone as well. Uh, the big blowout Mossberg review. We've got these two reviews. But you guys kind of agreed there are some differences. Um, but let's start. we got to start with sort of the phones themselves and get into the Verizon and the bulletware. So what do you think of the phone itself? I think they're gorgeous. And uh, I think they're the best, uh, not just the best Samsung phones I've seen, but the best Android phones. And I think they are... Uh, uh, you know, particularly the larger one. There, we should say there's a smaller one and a larger one, similar to Apple, how Apple has a smaller one and a larger one. Yeah, and but the the difference is way more. The the there's a Galaxy S7 which has a flat screen. It's sort of it's fine. And then the S7 Edge is the larger one. Yeah, I'm getting to that. that. A, I'm getting to that. Yeah, but it has the so the, the, particularly in terms of you know how do I like the hardware and, and the design mm-hmm. in particular. Uh, I think the um, Edge, the S7 Edge, is. Maybe the maybe the best looking phone um, I've seen. Certainly the best looking big phone, and maybe the yeah. best looking ever phone. Partly because they've done, you know, they brought out an edge with kind of curved edges on the glass, and it was just a complete pure gimmick. And there is a software gimmick associated with it here, but it's completely forgettable. I mean, it, they really used it to design advantage here, and it it. What I think what I wrote was that it's sort of the screen appears to melt down into the aluminum. Mm-hmm. And the key thing here is that the size of that screen, which is five and a half inches, which is uh, what I think a phablet ought to be. I think six. I don't know why, but I just think six kind of goes a little bit too far. Um, uh, I think it's the same size as the iPhone 6S Plus, And yet. The overall dimensions of the phone are significantly smaller. If you put the two side by side, you can see. So by using that curved glass and really eliminating, for all intents and purposes, the bezel. I mean, if you really look at it closely, it's there, but it's so tiny. Um, They've managed to shrink the overall dimensions of the phone without affecting performance or the size of the screen. And uh, that's a great 
you know, it's a great hardware engineering feat, and uh, it's just the it's just the best Android hardware uh, I've tested, and I think better uh, for uh, you know ease of use on a big screen than the big iPhone. So I have mixed feelings on the curves. So I agree with you that the the advantage, the packaging advantage of the curved screen for the first time is obvious. And even on the, the S6 Edge Plus, which is like an insane name of the previous generation, um, you know, the back wasn't curved. Like the, the, the real change between the old curved one and the new curved one is they slightly curved the back, right? And they, the camera bump is a little smaller, but they, they kind of look the same after that. But that slight curve of the back actually dramatically impacts the usability of the phone. Uh, so it's yeah. way nicer to hold. It's easier to pick yeah, up. It's not like, the first phone with a with a slightly curved back, of course, but it just... No, but the S6 Edge Plus had a flat back. Yeah. And the S7 Edge, yeah. the same size screen, looks, I would say, 98% the same, but it has a slight curve. So it's just like a nicer thing to hold. But remember, this has a bigger edge. screen than the than the... Well, I don't know. You said Plus, yeah. Yeah, they, they put out a Plus. They put out it, a Plus, it, yeah, but it, it, it wasn't it, a big... It, yeah. But what I'm saying is this tiny little change to the design yeah. from the old one. Yeah, and I think uh, and I think two things. I think one thing is just kind of a universal law that people at all these companies would agree with, which is that tiny little changes to designs can often um, either help tremendously or hinder tremendously the attractiveness and usability of something. And the second thing is that Samsung uh, overall has had a lot of trouble controlling itself and doing tiny little things instead of a million weirdo throwing against the wall things. And so, you know, I think that the comparable phone to this last year would look like a throw it against the wall, and this does not. And um, I, I, I th- thought the hardware was great. I thought, you know, I did all kinds of different intensive tasks on it. It was fast. It was fluid. Uh, it looks good. It feels good. Um, I, I thought it still just, just a tiny bit too big for me personally, which is neither here nor there for the readers. But if you're a reader or a listener to the podcast who found, uh, you know, uh, uh, like the the Nexus 6P or the big iPhone um, too big, you ought to look at this because this, I measured it uh, at at about 11% smaller footprint than the um, comparable uh, iPhone 6s plus and right. th- that might make the difference for you and you would wind up with a bigger screen and still so, feel comfortable yeah so I, what, what gets me though there's it's a tiny little trade-off and I care about it and you most people might not but you lose the information on the curve you know it's like you get a bigger screen and then you turn it sideways to watch a movie and the top and bottom of the movie are like curved off and it's it's like eh, did I get a bigger screen and I, that Either you care about it or you just don't, right? And I, you know, I, I talked to some people about it. I'm not going to lie to you and say, you know, one of the I put in the column that one of the tests I did was to run the movie Inception twice on the yeah. phone, stream it, and I, to be really honest, I mean, I, th- I thought it was a very good movie, but uh, I used it for testing because it's a really long movie, <laughs> uh, and it means I don't have to come back and check it quite as often yeah. as with a smaller movie. But, uh, but, um, so I'm not going to say I sat there and watched it because I've watched it already 22 times, but, um, when I was watching it, uh, and checking out the sound and checking out the, the picture and the, 
you know, whether it was stuttering or any of that, I, I did not notice that the curve robbed me of anything. I don't yeah, know why. Is, you know, it's funny. You know, I talked to the, it's funny because TVs curve the other way now. And you yeah. talk to the TV makers, and they're like, some people love these curved TVs, and all other people can see is, like, the distortion in the image. And then it's the same with the phone. I think some people are going to love it, and they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna see the packaging benefit, and other people are going to say, what's the point of this packaging benefit for a bigger screen where part of the information is curved off and distorted? And it is totally personal preference. It's just interesting uh, to me that it's, it's the sort of hardware trade-off that Samsung would make and let the market sort of decide and its biggest rival Apple would say there's one right way to do it and we're just going to do it this way. Yeah. Um, that's right. And I think that that's like kind of the beauty of Samsung in, in many respects. But what's all but we should second this harder for just one more second. You said something right when we started talking it struck me as really interesting. I heard Dan say it and I heard Dieter say it which is this might actually be the most beautiful phone ever. And that is a very high piece of praise. Um, but they have they have like Samsung of all of all of the companies has managed to to stay focused, refine the design, use its in-house ability to, like build screens, which no other company can quite build screens the way Samsung is able to build screens. Um, and they they like got there, and like that's actually kind of a remarkable achievement for them. That and there are elements of it that look exactly like an iPhone still, of course, right? It's like particularly the black one has got a gray band. It's got the antenna pieces. It has glass back. It's very familiar, but it's also very different, and it it is slightly more refined, in my opinion. What did you think? Well, I I, I you know I haven't looked at every phone, but it's certainly the uh, the edge in particular. And I don't want to. By the way, I don't want to slight the S seven. I think that's a a really good phone, a really yeah. good hard piece of hardware. But the edge is is it might be the the most beautiful phone uh, I've seen. Now, you people don't necessarily want to spend. $800 for beauty, but because <laughs> um, that's what it costs. It costs 792 at one carrier I checked and 780 at another. Obviously, there are installments, but I mean, installments still add up to the same price. So that's right. that's the price. Um, these are premium products, both of them. Um, they're a little bit more than the iPhones because the iPhones are now six months old or so. Um, not a lot, but they're, a little, they're 30, 40 bucks more. Um, so, uh, you know, you pay for it, but uh, it is a, it is a, it is a beautiful phone. And I want to say one more time, because if any, <laughs> if anybody from Samsung is listening, um, I have knocked you, uh, and I'm, and I still knock you on the software for this, but at least on the hardware, you were just like Neil, I said, you were disciplined here. You did not have fantastic sales on, on the six last year. Com- and and uh, I think you think that, uh, that I mean the comp- people at the company you were using as an example to me the fact that they expected uh, a lot of the people who might buy this to be upgrading from the five and uh, yeah. and that's partly they attributed to you know not everybody is like you you and me and they don't get a new phone every year so they wait two years so whatever but uh, you know they. Instead of going nutso and saying, well, we know how to build screens, so let's build one that looks like an S or some crazy <laughs> thing. Um, there was a time. There was, yeah. And there still is with software, sadly. But yeah. um, on the hardware, they, they stuck to it. They refined it. And um, I think that uh, it's rewarding uh, in what they came up with. If only the whole package was that good. So, and I think this is where we're going to take the hard 
the hard right turn. Uh, so just bear in mind, audience, that we have spent 10 minutes praising this phone and its hardware and what it does well. And now we're going to talk about its software. Um, and so it's the same problem as always. It's just loaded with stuff. So I actually have here, and I, I just want the audience to guess. I'm going to read you a column of Waltz. I'm not going to tell you. It could be the review. It could be 30 years old. It could be from last year. You don't know. But I'm just going to read this to you. Samsung has added some of its own touches to Android. Users can add Samsung widgets, such as a Buddies Now module that allows quick access to your closest contacts. <laughs> There's also something called the Social Hub, which integrates social networking updates and medias with contact entries. This is a common feature on Android phones, but isn't present on the, Android, uh, on the iPhone. While it's improving rapidly, Android still isn't quite as smooth as the iPhone software. And on some Android models I've tested, it can slow down or have a jerky quality. It's like, is that from... I'll just tell everybody. This is from 2010. This is six years ago. And Walt is noting, this is the review of the first ever Galaxy phones. I think it was the Vibrant and the Captivate. Um, and Walt is just pointing out that Samsung's loading it with crap. <laughs> yeah. It's six years later. The, we're saying it's one of the most beautiful phones ever made. And it's loaded with crap. Yeah, it's loaded, it is. And there's there's three problems, if you'll bear with me. And, yeah. and since I'll probably talk too long. You can stop me. I'll try to say it in three. I, I would never dream of it. In three Go. segments. <laughs> first, first, there is uh, just Samsung craziness. Um, yeah. They, they, they are not a good software company. And for all of our bitching, which I not, I don't, we don't walk back at all from a few weeks ago about Apple software quality deteriorating. It's deteriorating from a much higher level than Samsung ever reached, in my opinion. On, in, in most cases, I mean, Samsung's done a few good things with the, with the uh, you know, side by side on the Note and the stylus and you know, a few other things. But they've also tried a, a boatload of crazy stuff like look, the phone can tell when you're looking at it. Well, <laughs> it really can't. It really can't tell when you're looking away. It does maybe once out of 10 times. You know, that was a few iterations ago. Or um, if you do this highly complicated thing everyone at the party can see the same pictures and you know apple just <laughs> solved it you know with with one step instead of 10 steps you know anyway um so the first problem is samsung's own software and the prime example is on the edge where they had something like this that was <laughs> really weird last year where you could get like information including news bulletins that ran uh, perpendicular to the way you were looking at the phone so you had to kind of turn your or turn the, your head or turn the phone to read them. This year, they've got, they've, they've actually expanded on this. It's called um, Edge UX, and it's on the Edge, only on the Edge model. And you can swipe in from the side. There's a very tiny looking, uh, you have to look hard to see it, little tab on the Edge. Uh, not a physical tab, but a software tab. And you, you swipe over and... There's a whole complicated setup where you can say, I want to see news. I want to see sports. I want to see news and sports. I want to see my favorite contacts. And <laughs> and I want to see my favorite apps. And, oh, not just my favorite apps, but I want to set up little scripts so that I, I could just tap this thing and it will and it will text Neelai. Now, that all sounds great, but it's, believe me, it's, you, I, I just completely forgot. I w didn't even touch it after I tested it for a little while and i think dan said and we did not coordinate our reviews but he said essentially the same thing so that's one bucket crazy yeah. and by the way and let me just i've got a 2013 walt 
review of the Galaxy S4. Yeah. I found Samsung software to be often gimmicky, duplicative of standard Android apps, or in some cases, only intermittently functional. I mean, yeah. it's, there's like, there's a, okay, second bucket. Uh, well, okay, but you don't disagree with what you just read, I, right? No, it's just, it's just, these are the issues. It, they, okay, like, so. Second bucket. Sec- second bucket is duplication of Google, duplication mm-hmm. of Android. And here, but, uh, both Google and Samsung have felt like they needed to pull back on this. And this is very important to Google because Samsung is not just their leading partner, it's their only globally impactful, you know, high market share, profitable hardware partner. And um, there, a couple of generations ago on these phones, they, they were duplicating everything Google did. Now they claim they've cut back by, and they actually gave me a percentage. They claim they've cut back by 30% on the duplication. But I, I don't even, I mean, there's still like two web browsers. Now they claim their web browser is better than Chrome, mobile right. Chrome. That's uh, insanity. That I, yeah, I mean, I now I didn't see it. Why didn't I see it? Because something that comes going to come up in the third bucket, which is I had a Verizon model. <laughs> um, there's Android Pay, but there's Samsung Pay, and there is a difference. But there's still, you know, they have both of those. Uh, there's uh, there's two messaging. There's Hangouts, which is Google's messaging thing, which I don't particularly like, and I'm, they're reworking. Uh, but there's a Samsung messaging thing and a carrier messaging thing, which I'll get to in the next bucket. I mean, there's a whole bunch of this. And, you know, I like choice. I know you like choice. That's why there are app stores. That's why there's a web browser on there. You can go and do different things. But when you open the box and you get the phone out, it's not such a good idea to have, you know, the thing come up and ask you, do you want to put this in this gallery or in Google Photos? You know, I mean, like, you know, figure it out. Just, just back away. You're not a software company. If you've got a really brilliant idea that really integrates brilliantly with your very beautifully designed hardware, go for it. Otherwise, I mean, just, just you know, there's a there's a lot of software guys in Mountain View that are building yeah. this thing. You know, so that's the second bucket, which is duplication, and then the third bucket, which is the most annoying to me, uh, is the extent to which this very successful giant global company has, I don't know any other word for it, but just kowtowed to the carriers. Uh, It's insane. I mean, my Verizon model, which they sent me to review, and maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe they want reviews to complain about this. They certainly got, got them from both Dan and I, and again, without us coordinating on it. Um, uh, My model had a folder with eight Verizon apps in it. It had several others. I think he said his had 13. And since I had the same phone, I assume if I counted the ones not in the folder and added them all up, there would be 13. One of the things I noticed is, uh, well, it's got a lot of Verizon branding on it, which, you know, I mean, some people I saw on Twitter were really upset about that. Well, the new Verizon logo is terrible. Yeah, okay. And it's, I, it's I don't like it. Better. I don't like it very much. But you know, it's not just there. By the way, as you know, when the phone boots up, you get a Verizon screen. But Verizon, in the in the setup flow of the phone, in my experience at least, it guided me heavily toward Verizon's messaging app, which, by the way, is the third messaging app on the <laughs> phone. And it it's an SMS. You know, it's not a an encrypted. Well, I shouldn't say this. I haven't asked if it's encrypted. I doubt it. But it's not a 
Uh, it's not like iMessage or WhatsApp or something like yeah. that, which is an alternate to the normal SMS from a carrier. Both the Verizon one and Samsung's own messaging app are just containers for regular SMS, whereas um, on iPhones, it's a container for SMS, but also if it recognizes somebody else as an iPhone, it, it switches into iMessage mode, which is a separate service, which is encrypted. So um, Verizon is all over it. And, and, and when I signed up for the Verizon one to see what would happen, I thought, well, let me look at this Verizon one because it was in the setup flow. Uh, I, 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 I got immediately a bunch of ads, like an ad with multiple screens yeah. that took over the whole screen of the phone that offered me things like gift cards from other stores. And I mean, I, you know, I don't know. It just turned this beautiful phone into this like shill for Verizon. And yeah. it it wanted me to back up my phone to Verizon when I can back it up. You know, Android has a, a automatic backup to drive available if I want it. Uh, it has automatic backup to Google Photos available. Uh, if I want it, I'm not sure why I want to back up to Verizon. When I said no, it said, are you sure? You could lose <laughs> valuable stuff. As if there's no other way to do this on the phone. As if, you know, I'm in Verizon world, not in either Android world or Samsung world. So those are the three big buckets of software problems. And we could we could literally talk about each one of those buckets in turn for hours. Right? Yeah. I mean, the, the issues that have created those situations. But I think the the ones that get me... It's not the, the Samsung layering gimmicky stuff over Android. It's it's like fine, right? Like that com- the value of that company, like the values of that company, and then the value of that company to the industry are that it's unafraid, right? It it has an idea, it executes the idea, it puts it in the marketplace, it sees what sticks. Fine, right? Like that's that's how we, we ended up with a phone with curved screens. The you know the first one it was everyone was like why why'd you do this? And now we have a beautiful S7 Edge, and it's like. This is a really great idea. Right? That's Samsung. And a bunch of their stuff doesn't stick. A bunch of it does. Great. The the split from Google and the carrier bloatware, those to me are the, the pernicious bad issues. Right? Yeah. Like, what's the most important version of Android? And w- while we're recording this, uh, Android N, Google has released a yeah. developer preview of Android N. I would love to say that that is the most important thing in the Android ecosystem right now. I would I would love to just confidently tell the, the listener that, but it's not true, because the most important version of Android is the one that Samsung ships, because that's the one that everyone has, um, and it's just it's you can see it. It's they're not aligned. They they don't like Samsung. Google puts out platform level features, and then Samsung just duplicates them. Well, Samsung would say uh, two things. One is they have to differentiate because there are there are other Android phones. And the other thing they would say is that some of the things they do are better. Remember, they, I, as I said a few minutes ago, they, they told me their browser was better yeah. than Android. Now, I didn't get their browser, and I didn't bother to download it for this review. But I've used it in the past, and I don't think it's better than Chrome. But, you know, maybe it, maybe in some ways it is. I don't know. Uh, I agree with you. I think that um, this, is, this is kind of the two-edged sword of Android. Android is both um, a Google thing, a thing everybody associates with Google. And in fact, if you are an official Google partner, there are certain things you have to put on your phone, a bunch of Google apps. But um, uh, but the other side of it is it's open and so you can do whatever you want. So Samsung would say they have to differentiate. I would say the, di- the differentiation can be 
primarily the hardware. And if they come up, like I said before, if they come up with some brilliant software thing that works with the hardware well, like on the Note with the stylus and the and the side-by-side uh, apps. Right. And then there's the third one, which is Verizon just junking it up. And that one, it's like even it's it's even worse. It, that's just Verizon taking advantage of the fact that they sell the phone, walking over Samsung, and saying, "What if we squeezed a little bit more money out of our subscribers by having them sign up to Verizon Backup?" And it's like, you know, what would be great is if you wanted to run a backup software company, you started one, you put them in the market, and let them beat Backblaze or you know whoever the hell it is, like compete but they're not actually competing they're they're just taking advantage of their position with the consumer and it's like yep this stuff is bad i (laughs) I completely agree and i noted and we uh, listeners know this but i'm gonna say it anyway you know verizon sells a lot of apple iphones maybe maybe more than the comparable premium samsung's i don't in the this country well verizon's only in this country and there's no Verizon crap on the, on the iPhone, <laughs> none. Yeah. Uh, in fact, um, years ago, I went to a Verizon test lab. In fact, you got, we, we, The Verge, we, we just did yeah. a fe- feature on it again. I went and visited it, and I, this is years ago. And I looked around, and I saw, you know, they were very proud. They're showing me the test lab, and they showed me all the phones. Uh, there were a bunch of phones lying around, I saw. Motorola, Samsung, I don't know, BlackBerry, whatever. And I said to them, um, how come there are no iPhones uh, lying around? And they fumbled around and said, oh, well, um, Apple, does, Apple does its Verizon certification test itself in its own lab. But we have an engineer there, uh, you know. And so, I mean, Apple just doesn't do that, doesn't let its phones be a you know, a sales tool for the carriers and, and Samsung feels like it has to and it's confusing to me other than it's their tradition or I don't know what it is, but they it's it's yeah. really interesting. I mean I, I, I the way I see it, it's the the Apple stuff is you know, they sell a lot of them, they have some market power. you know, it's Apple, they're gonna release their own phones. Apple this is actually really interesting to me. Unlike Samsung, Apple sells the unlocked phones. So you cannot buy an unlocked carrier-free Galaxy S7. And, uh, you know, I had an editor on my column who asked me, is there an unlocked one? And I, <laughs> and I, you know, I sort of thought there wasn't, but I, but I made a quick call to check and I, and I quickly responded, no, there's no unlocked one. And this editor said, that is insanity. <laughs> sounds like, this editor sounds like a jerk. Yeah. I, yeah that's a whole other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. It, but so, but Apple at least retains this like, secondary leverage right like well whatever we'll just tell everybody buy the unlock if you want to use verizon buy the unlocked one put the sim card in it and it can, it, it's free of the junk so but samsung won't do that and you know when i talk to samsung about it they're they're like well look we're the only other company that makes any money in phones so we got to do what we got to do like the alternative is pissing off the carriers and not having them like help us market and sell the phones and that, that's just crazy to me well here's um, why i think it's crazy i mean the carriers do put money into into marketing both uh, iPhones and Samsung uh, phones, and I can't think of any others. But maybe they maybe they do it on some others, um, but not to the extent of those two. And 
and I'm sure it helps some, but Samsung has a ton of money. Apple has a ton of money. And and my observation is that most of the ads I ever see for these phones are from the manufacturers of the phones, not from the carriers. They might uh, get a little subsidy from the carrier and throw the carrier's name on the end of it, or they might not, you know. And right. uh, uh, Samsung built its brand in this country, not only on phones, but on a lot of uh, uh, electronics uh doggedly over 15 years or so um i think by spending most of mostly its own money and they they are it's not we're not talking now about htc which you know has deep financial troubles or uh you know sony which may or may not stay in the phone business or whatever but we're talking about a, a giant company that could do this and doesn't need doesn't need to take a beautiful object to design to make it be a billboard for the carriers. Yeah. I, I just, and I don't think that anybody wants, I, I think it's actually more confusing, right? Like you and I see it and probably the vast majority of our listeners see the Verizon messaging thing or my favorite VZW navigator. Like, Oh my God. Come on. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, no. Google maps. <laughs> I mean, they, like, they, you're going to be Google maps? On there presumably for nothing. Yeah, the, the bet you know, even if you have an iPhone, you use Google Maps. <laughs> I mean, and and, and Google has, uh, I, I, uh, honest to God, I bet they have a dozen people just doing the iPhone version of it. You know, right? I mean, it's really important to them, and it really is a good mapping app. Why would you? And I, I, I don't want to say this for a fact, but the last time I looked, and this could be gone now, but the last time I looked. The Verizon Navigator was a subscription thing. Yes, you have to pay. Like, why did you pay for the garb? Like, ah. Uh. But so, like, they put this stuff on there, and it's just, what? Like, are you just, like, are you just trying to collect the pennies from the couch cushions? Like, you're Verizon. Like, you're the biggest, richest cell carrier in the country. Like, why don't you s- stop all that? Let all those people like go off and do other things, improve the network, and like get more customers. Right. Lower I mean, the prices. And, and that's the thing. I mean. Verizon uh, can be in as many businesses as it wants. It could make its own phone, and that right. I mean, I don't, I have no idea. I mean, but they used to. Right? They used to like have ODMs and put their logo. Like, yeah, they used to have uh, what did they call them? Bam, uh, uh, Bell Atlantic Mobile. When oh, the, right. When that was their name, that was the brand name of of, of actual hardware at one time. Uh, and they didn't make a big deal out of it, but that's what it was called. So you know, they could do whatever they want, but. Their principal business, whether they like it or not, Verizon Wireless, at least, is principal business, is making a fast network that's reliable, that's priced in a way that people will buy it, all of that stuff. And that seems to me it should be a full-time job. And this just crapping up a phone on which they could make money, I just does, doesn't make sense to me. Right. It doesn't. No, the other thing I was going to say is, so this is a, and we got all distracted by it's just I think VZW Navigator gets us both all hot and bothered. Like that should tell you how bad it is. But I was saying it's fine. We see the stuff and we like delete it. We we can put you on can't another delete theme. It. Well, you, we can ignore mm-hmm. it. We can put on another theme. We can like. There's a million ways that we get around it, and right. it just, like doesn't bother us. I think regular people see it, and it just like distracts and confuses and ruins the experience of the phone, like in a in a meaningful way. Where like suddenly they they don't know what messaging app to use, so like they're like screw it, like I'll just use WhatsApp or, you know, like it's just funny that you you add all this garbage to the phone and you 
and Samsung says to us, well, we need the marketing support. We have to sell the phones. But like a good reason to buy an iPhone instead of a Samsung phone is Verizon's crap, right? Like the Verizon crap yeah. makes the, the Samsung it, phone meaningfully a, worse. In my, in my opinion, and we'll probably hear from Verizon, but I mean, in my opinion, it's a competitive disadvantage for Samsung. And the mystery to me, and it is a mystery, is why company with that much market power. Now, I know, you know, they've had some troubles the last few years. Their s- smartphone sales have dropped and, um, you know, I think their even their earnings have dropped. Um, and it may be more complicated than just phones because they do so many other things. But, you know, they, they, it hasn't been a great couple of years for them. So they're probably in a weaker position, but they're still in a super strong position to say to the carriers, look, you're going to make a lot of money. People are going to walk into the Verizon or the AT&T store and want to buy this beautiful phone we've designed. Just just leave it alone. And But they don't seem to, I don't know, they don't yeah. seem to be able to do it. <sighs> Samsung. I and mean, it's like, we've talked about this too. Ultimately, this is why Google should make a phone. Yes, yes, yes. This is why Google should make a phone, and this is why, again, if Verizon thinks it has some great ideas for the software or the hardware on a phone, it's completely free to make its own phone. That would be really interesting. Um, I don't. I mean, I have no idea about antitrust or anything. I don't. Maybe it has nothing to do with antitrust, but they could go do it. But yes, <laughs> Google should make its own phones. Samsung should. The the phone, in my opinion. The network and the phone should be separated. And I've been writing this for, <laughs> uh, honestly, for yeah. 15 years. I mean, that the it's just like, you know, whatever computer laptop you have in front of you, you had, uh, you had no dealings with uh, Time Warner, whoever's supplying the internet to the office, about which laptop you bought and what was on it. I mean, it has nothing... They're separate purchases, and they should be. And you should judge them, you know, switch laptops if you want a different one. And don't tell Time Warner. Switch internet suppliers, assuming you could, uh, if you didn't like Time Warner. And don't switch laptops. But, I mean, they're separate. And that's not the way the Samsung Galaxy S7s are. Right. I don't know. I mean, one of these, one of these days, it's it's going to resolve itself somehow. And I think part of it is... The other phone makers are struggling, and they are going to either leave the market or just start doing unlocked and try to market their phones on their own. Um, Google might enter the market, and Samsung, I think, will be forced to contend with the fact that, yes, they do get the additional marketing support from Verizon, but with that, they they accept a slight decline in the overall quality of their product. Well, I'm going to make an outright prediction that... um may come back to haunt me, but I'm going to stand by it. I think that one of the most important trends in the next, I'm going to say, two years mm-hmm. is going to be more and more completely unlocked phones. It's just going to start, even in the United States. Yep. It's already true in some other places around the world, but it's going to become the key thing. I mean, the next bit, Robin, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, is a good example of this. Uh, there are others. Uh, I know of at least one major major figure in the phone business who is quietly working on uh you know a phone that would be completely separate from carriers and um you know i don't know much about i don't know any details but i know and this person is working on it i think you're just going to see a lot more and of course as you pointed out 
Apple still Apple has both ways. I mean, they they sell at the carrier store and they sell it unlocked, and but they don't have any carrier junk on it. A, a bold vision of the future, Walt. I'm into it. Um, but what I'm not into is that uh, we're out of time and I got to run uh, and you got to go. We we have all, we got stuff to do. It's, it's the end we of a long road. Anyway, we, we, uh, we, have, we have verge work to do. We got we got all kinds of stuff going on. Um, so uh, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, we're so happy to. Do. Our numbers are going up, so keep telling your friends about it. It's always it's always fun to, to watch the audience grow. Uh, hit us with a good review in iTunes if that's the program we use. If you don't use that program, um, you're probably using an Android phone. And just open iTunes or computer and leave us a good review. Uh, that's just a <laughs> troll. I'm just being mean. Um, Walt and I also love your feedback. Uh, hit us on Twitter. I'm at Reckless. Walt is at Walt Mossberg. Um, I one of these days I'm going to remember I'm going to turn I'm going to open the comments on the podcast I think people want to leave some comments there so maybe tomorrow is the day you never know look for a surprise um, and then we have a whole suite of other podcasts uh, for your listening enjoyment uh, I host the Vergecast which uh, is live on Thursdays and goes up on Fridays Lauren Good as we said hosts um, Too Embarrassed to Ask which is on the Recode Network Kara Swisher also on the Recode Network hosts Recode Decode Peter Kafka hosts Recode Media there's like that's already four and then The Verge has a bunch more Chris Plant hosts uh, What's Tech which is super fun Emily Yoshida and Liz Lopato, uh hosts Verge Entertainment and Science Podcast or Verge ESP is that it? Is that all of them? Anyway, listen to this one and listen to the Vergecast. Say you listen to the others and then give us good reviews. Uh, that's it. Thank you and so and much and for if, listening. And if you do leave a comment, I might read it. I might not. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not promising. On Twitter, listen. I'll read it. I'll on read Twitter. It on Walt Twitter. loves Twitter. I love the um, ones on Twitter which say we interrupt each other too much, which is probably true. I think we did a little less of that this time. and Or one of our levels is louder than the other yeah. or something, you know. But, well, uh, now I'm just trying not to interrupt you, but I will say, um, I, we lo- I think the technical feedback is, is like often my favorite. But we love, yeah. we, I love comments on the show. And sometimes you guys correct us, and sometimes you guys show us stuff we didn't know. That's always the best. So feedback, always welcome. We love it. Uh, but that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much, Walt. That was a fun show. Yep. Thanks, Neelay. Take care. <laughs>